You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on the John DePietro Show. On this Friday, it is John DePietro. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11 and we go right until 2. Now, the Governor Mundo press briefing is not coming up until 2.30 this afternoon. So, 2.30 this afternoon, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, this is the time. You want to make sure that your home is as comfortable as it can be. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today. Be nice and comfortable in your home. Central Air is a game changer. Serving Rhode Island. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Estimates are free. Financing is available. J.K.L. Engineering. Well, folks, let's bring him on. He is the mayor of Johnson. I did see him interviewed. I saw an article about him, I think, in the Providence Journal. And um, when we last saw him, actually, it was such an enjoyable time. It seems like such a long time ago. We were at Brood Awakenings in the uh, town of Johnston, and it's our friend, Mayor Joe Policino. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. Good afternoon, John. I hope you and your family and all your listeners in the northern part of the state are doing well and staying safe during this time. Well, how is, uh, Mayor, let's start with the town of Johnston. How is the town of Johnston faring right now? We're doing okay. I mean, I'm, I'm concerned about our first responders, the, uh, the obviously the pre-hospital care providers, as well as the police officers. We have basically set up the town hall where you have to come in by appointment only. I didn't want to cause a panic and shut everything down, John, because people are coming in for things like deeds and marriage licenses and so forth. So it's by appointment. Our staff is well prepared with masks, gloves, and other PPE. We wipe down the counters and door handles and doorknobs, if you will, about every 45 minutes to an hour. Um, it's just, it, I, I kind of say tongue-in-cheek, and about 10 years from now, I'll probably be not around or in a nursing home. You're going to have probably a lawyer saying, if you've been exposed to Clorox bleach or if you've been exposed to wipes, give me a call. <laughs> so, so, but we, we, you know, we're doing everything we can to protect the employees in our town as well as protect those uh, taxpayers who still expect our services and that are coming in. And we've also extended the fourth quarter tax payment, which, which was due April 1st to May 26th, so people can kind of get on their feet. So we put that along with the CARP tax payment. Uh, uh, we extended that till the 26th of, of May. So, I mean, we're, we're getting along. Uh, quite frankly, John, I'm very concerned about uh, you know the what, what's happening, not only in the state, but in the country. I mean, if we don't do something soon, and by the way, let me preface my remarks by saying, you know, I, as you know, I'm a registered nurse. Yes. I'm also a retired firefighter. I was on EMT uh, rescue for a long time as well as I still teach EMT. And human life is first. There's no doubt about it. But there are people in this country that are very bright. And there's something, I'm sure there's something we can do where we release people back to work. And, and you know, I've come up with, with an idea where people say, what's your idea? You think you know it all. You know, I, you know like I said, everyone's got an idea. They're like noses. Everyone's got one on our face. Uh, my idea is if you're 65 uh, and over 65 and older and you have a history of, you know, whether it's uh, lung disease, cardiac disease, compromised immune system, diabetes, then you should stay basically uh, bunkered down. And if you're under 65 and you have those medical conditions, you should also stay bunkered down. Other than that, if you're healthy, I, I think we need to kind of go back, you know, and at least a little bit at a time as the governor slowly is doing, which I think I have to say it. She's done an incredible job, her and Dr. Scott. They've done a really good job yes. with what they, what they have to work with. <clears throat> so 
I'm just, I'm just hoping. I mean, you know, this is not good for the country. No, this is not good for the future. We, this is a great country, and we can defeat this this virus. Uh, we've done so much. I mean, even before my time, you know, there were other things we had that we defeated. There are brilliant people in this country, and uh, we need to just put our heads together and stop making it political. Um, you know, whether it's the Democrats making it political in Washington or the Republicans making it political. This is one country. This is one disease that's killing the America, obviously our fellow Americans. And we need to do something and do something pretty quick. And I think it can be done. I really do. I have a lot of faith in this country. And I have a lot of faith in these doctors and scientists that can come up with something. Mayor Palacina, you have um, some very large employers in the town of Johnson. You have Citizens Bank. They have that huge complex. They chose Johnson and the entire state uh, yes. right off of 295. You have FM Global. How are they making out or how are you maybe are they reaching out to you in some ways for guidance on things? Well, I, I keep in touch with uh, Mike Knipper from Citizens Bank, and we speak occasionally to, obviously, there's a couple of insurance companies. There's APSO Insurance, and, of course, there's FM Global. And we have, you know, we have BJ's, the bo- some bigger box stores yes. in our community. And what I've been doing is, uh, you know, I've been obviously traveling around through the town every day. I'm in the uh, Mayor Mobile, and I'll stop at the box stores, uh, whether it's uh, the supermarkets, or other grocery uh, stores, or, or BJ's, or other you know other uh, uh, entities, and as I come in. Obviously, I go in as a consumer, but also sometimes I go in. And the good thing is now I can wear a mask. Nobody knows who I am. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. That's a good thing. So, but I have to tell you that the stores. Uh, I know that the uh, many people are working from home when it comes to the insurance companies and, and Citizens Bank, and that's great that they're working from home. But I can tell you that the stores in Johnston, uh, I must tell you, I'm very proud of them because they are keeping the social distancing. They eliminated the amount of people that are going in. And of course, people that are going in are wearing face masks. Uh, so uh, they're, they're doing their part. The stores have been very, very proud of the businesses. But John, I'll tell you, I'm, cons- I'm very concerned about the mom and pop restaurants because yes. I think many of them are not going to come back. Well, I was going to ask about that. Uh, one of my favorite places is uh, Luigi's. And I'm sure yeah. You know, they, they do a big takeout business to begin with, uh, but they do have a restaurant portion, which I've enjoyed many times. They have a banquet room where I've even performed yeah. comedy there. How is, yeah. uh, let's just say, stay with them. How's Luigi's doing through all of this? Well, obviously I can see Luigi's, you know, from my window here at, yep. uh, at the town hall. They do they do a lot of takeout, thank God. You know, they do curb service. You order, you come out. So, But I don't think, see, I think that the restaurant part of it could be hurt eventually because obviously they rely on the bar. Yeah. Which they take in a lot of money. And, I mean, I know the governor uh, relaxed some of it. We can take, a, uh, obviously, a bottle of wine and some beer. But many people I know, they, they, they like mixed drinks. So right. I think they're getting hurt on the bar section as oh, well yeah. as the restaurant section. So, And the other thing I said, too, John, is, of course, I've, you know, being a politician and being a nurse, I've got, I come up with these ideas. Quite frankly, if someone has a restaurant, when we go back to, normal, to a new normal, uh, I think what they can do with the restaurants is if I own a restaurant at 50 seats, I might have to cut it down to 25 seats. Huh. And quite frankly, you know, I might have to raise that veal parmesan dinner to five or six dollars more. And, and I'd be willing to pay for it. And I believe most people out there would be for the safety of, uh, of, the, of the patrons that are in the restaurant. But we, we got to do something. This is not good, John. This is not good. It's not, Mr. Mayor. And you're out and see it. Uh, maybe you agree with me. I, I think... 
it, it's just it's the you tell me, but I it, to me it's the masks that really throw everything off. I know that they are necessary, and maybe because of your medical background, but anytime you go in somewhere and there's all strangers wearing masks, I, I think just that that does a, a mental. You know, it's a mental block for so many different people. And I get it, Mayor Policini. It's very daunting to see someone and strangers wearing masks. It, it is. And I think the purpose of the mask is, of course, the mask protects. Yes. Uh, Both parties. Yes. Right. Both parties. But I think there are so many people that are, what, what, the, the medical term is asymptomatic, which means they have no symptoms. Right. So I think, uh, you know, doing the mask for now, I think, uh, gives us a little bit more of an insurance policy, if you will. But my concern with the mask is, and I see it all the time as I'm in stores, is people tend to touch their mask in their face yes. when their hands are dirty. And then, right. So it could be a false sense of security that, hey, I'm safe with the mask. But meanwhile, if I'm, you know, if I'm in a, a, a department store, I should say, a, like a hardware store, Home Depot or Lowe's, and I'm picking up items looking at it from at the a supermarket, I'm picking up items. Well, if the coronavirus lives, like it says, outside the body, like it does, and for a long period of time, and I put the, and, you know, a lot of people don't have gloves on, uh, and I touch my face on my mask, that's not good. What I do, and once again, John, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I've been around a long time. Is if I wear a mask, I go into a store. Obviously, I take I take care of business, whether it's I'm paying with a cash or credit card, and I come out, and then I first wash my hands with, with obviously a, with a Perel or something like that, an alcohol-based product, and then I take off my mask. You know, I, I, I don't want to contaminate my mask. Right. So people, I wish you know more people would do that. And I see so many people today. I was in a supermarket uh, oh, about a a couple hours ago and I was watching people with masks and they're touching their masks and they're adjusting their masks because it's, it's, a, it's a new normal for these it people. Is. It's very difficult. Yeah. So, so it, does, it can give people a false sense of security that they have a mask on. Just don't touch your face. That's the key. And as I said, before you grab onto your mask, especially if it's a mask that you're not going to use it as a disposable mask, a lot of people wearing the cloth masks and the cloth face shields, uh, you know, you want to make sure that you wash, you know, use the Perel or an alcohol-based hand cleaner and then take the mask, then touch the mask because that's important. That's a good tip. Folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro speaking with Mayor Joe Policina, the Mayor Johnson, who I regard as a very common sense individual. Uh, Mr. Mayor, I think you have a good pulse on things. What do you think of what's going on in Georgia today um, where they're going to be the first one? Someone has to be first. They're starting to lift the restrictions. And I I, I just see I know some people are going to I think, Mr. Mayor, they're always going to be saying, no, don't open, don't open. But at some point. If you have, if you're following proper protocol and you're following yes. guidelines, I, you have to let businesses start to reopen. Well, well, I do, I do agree with you, John. The, the issue is, I don't know what protocols have been set by that governor of Georgia, but however, for instance, you talk about the hairstylist. Yes. Um, quite frankly, you know, my, my wife uh, had cut my hair, okay, <laughs> which was the first, and, and I was nervous when she had the scissors in my carotid artery. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> My point is, I mean, if they're going to have the hair salons open up, then what they need to do is obviously have social distancing. Now, you can't do social distancing with a client, but I think that the hairstylist should wear a mask and gloves. Yes. And it's going to be very difficult for the client who's getting his or her hair obviously treated uh, to wear a mask. So I think if we, we stop that, maybe limited the amount of people that come in by appointment only, then I think that would be okay. Uh, however, 
you know, we might have to start taking people's temperatures yes. before we, we go in. You know, one of the concerns we had with, with the uh, with the uh, firefighters, the EMTs, is that when, when you call, say you call for a rescue and Johnston picks up, you know, they ask you, have you been out of the country? And it's quickly, but it's quick. Um, they, they don't hold you on the phone for, for minutes, and they'll say, do you have a, a temperature? And, you know, some people have been kind of fibbing because, you know, they're saying no because they want to go to the emergency room. And then the other concern I have is the fact that if someone has a legitimate heart attack where they're having chest pains or they're having a potential stroke uh, or a severe diabetic reaction, they may not want to go and call the rescue. That's which right. Could, could be detrimental to their health later on. So yes. that's one of the concerns I have. And as I say, getting back to your question with, with opening up, I mean, you, you got to start somewhere. Now, I'm not sure if, you know, th- this this governor is doing the right thing. Uh, I, I hope that he's got pr- uh, protocols and procedures by listening to the medical people where if you're going to if you're going to open up a tattoo parlor or if you're going to open up a, a hairdresser, uh, then you need to wear, obviously you need to wear uh, the, the, the person that's going to uh, obviously attend to the client needs to wear a mask and some gloves. And as far as gyms go, I mean that's 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 a little that's a little scary because uh, everyone uh, works closer with gyms. They're right. sweat. Yes. And, you know they're, they're breathing. They may be coughing. So that's a that's a concern, and that's something that I know that President Trump was upset with him. I think because of maybe I don't know maybe he should have just said we're going to try this with uh, hair salons where they have to, the the hairstylist has to wear a mask. Right. They have to wear gloves. Yes. Uh, and we're only going to allow. Yeah, because you can't work from somebody six feet away working on their hair. That's obviously that you can't. But there are ways around it. And Mayor Policina, I want to come back to something you just touched on, and that is with your medical background uh, and something that I've asked at the briefings. And Governor Mundo, I think she does recognize the situation with our hospitals right now, Mayor Policina. I mean, you see the losses of lifespan. It's frightening. Uh, The hospitals need to start to the only way they make money, as you know, and stay open is through elective surgeries, whatever they may be. But what's going on in Massachusetts yesterday? And I did ask Dr. Scott this yesterday at the the governor's briefing. Governor Baker had his three top medical people up. Do you know, and this is, think how frightening this is in America in 2020, in the state of Massachusetts, right next door, Mayor Policina. Amputations are up because people are hesitating to right. go get emergency treatment. Think of that. They have an infection in their arm or leg or a toe or finger, and they're not going to get treated. So think how dramatic that is. Amputation. So um, Governor Baker said, you know, the hospital message in Massachusetts was loud and clear. We are open for business. If you're having chest pains, if you have a medical problem, you can't worry about I don't want to go to the hospital. Mayor Policy, we mean I mean, because otherwise then then people are maybe they're dying from Corona, but they're dying from other health complications. Absolutely. And one of the one of the problems, too, when you look at. You know, lifespan. I mean, they, they obviously they're uh, an important partner in the state, as well as Charter Care, and of course the St. Joe and Fatima hospitals also. But one of the issues is they really lose money with an emergency room or an right. emergency department. They yes. don't make any money. No. they lose money. Right, and and they make their money with, like you said earlier, and, and you're right on point with things like surgery. You know, elective surgery, uh, uh, emergency surgery, and, and you're right. If people, if people have if you have a diabetic that has, has an infected toe. And, they, you know, well, it'll get better, it'll get better. They can end up losing their entire foot. Yes. So it, oh. it is concerning, and, and, I, and I just wish that, um, uh, I know that the hospitals, are, I'm sure that they are looking forward to going back. And, of course, you know, this is a new normal. They're going to be very, very cautious. Things are going to get cleaned 
four and five and six times uh, before the next patient goes on that particular stretcher and goes under the knife. But I think we, we, we have to kind of get back to that because we need to have these hospitals survive. If these hospitals go down, we're all in trouble. And as I said, they lose, you know, I worked in an emergency room as a nurse many years ago. They lose money. Emergency rooms, basically, they lose money. Right. And they make their money. And, you know, let's face, let's face it, I know that for nonprofit, well, they got to pay their staff, they got to pay their bills, they got to pay their malpractice and so forth. They make their money by having uh, elective surgery, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, hey, a, a bunion, a bunion removed or whatever it may be, yes. for crying out yes. loud. That's how they make, yes. come on, that's, that's yeah. it. If you don't have that, that's something, uh, and again, folks, we're speaking with Mayor Policina. Mayor, let's go through. I mean, I, I think you feel the way I do. I, I, I wake up scratching my head almost like, how did we get here? How do we get out of this? I, I don't, it, it just all happened so fast. It's almost like we were attacked in a way. I mean, it's yes. the same type of shock reaction. People are frightened, and you know as well as I do, the Rhode Island economy, it is, we, I, I know no one is prepared for this, but let's face it, we, we thrive off of gambling, we thrive off of Twin River, we thrive off of hospitality and the restaurant business and tourism and my God, Mayor Policina, I just don't know where where the state is going to end up as they try to start to put together some of these budget figures. Well, when you speak of that, first of all, I mean, there was rumors around, I could not confirm it, that back in December, I believe that, that our gambling casinos were down about 35, 40%. Yes. Now, I don't have the actual numbers, but that's what I heard. You're right. And one of the, one of the other things, I was on a conference call a couple of week, weeks ago with all the mayors, and they're talking about different things, and I said, listen, I, I, I don't want to be the elephant on the phone, as they say, the elephant in the room, but, you know, we have to make sure that the General Assembly at least level funds the cities and towns, because if they don't level fund us, oh you know, boy. and I'd be happy with level funding. I mean, we did lose money, obviously, but I can handle level funding. You know, whatever they gave us in 1920, give it to us in 2021. Because if not, you're going to see many cities and towns, obviously, go into, uh, you know, financial distress. Plus, now you're going to pass it on to the taxpayers who pay the bills, and some of them have lost their job and may not get their job back. So how do you do that? So if they level fund us, uh, I, I think that we'll be, you know, we'll be okay. We'll have to get a little bit leaner. You know, you have to you kind of make some cuts, and quite frankly... When this first started, I immediately stopped all any excess spending. Any spending has to go through me. Any purchase uh, requisition has to go through me. The only thing we're spending every day, and, and I don't really care, is for cleaning supplies and right. PPE. That's yes. important. That's 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 paramount. Yeah. So what, you know, we've basically I put the foot. Uh, my foot down, if you will, on, on any type of spending, and, and I told my people that uh, if you spend and you don't have it, uh, you know you'll be you'll be collecting unemployment with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. So we don't, you know, we're trying to we're trying to keep a handle on things. But getting back, that I hope that the 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 members of the General Assembly in the northern part of the state are listening today, because you know it affects Woonsocket, it affects obviously North Smithfield. Uh, it's important that they make sure that their community gets level funded because all politics is local and you know as i say i don't want to have to put my general assembly members that represent my community i really don't want to put the name on the tax bill if i got to raise the taxes i haven't had a tax increase in three years we're hopefully keeping our fingers crossed that we don't have to raise it this year and that we won't if we are level funded by the state and that's important you know this the state as you know john 
They got in a lot of money, thank God. Jack Reed Ford got them, uh, you know, $1.2 billion. So I don't know how that could be spent, but I think they need to somewhat help the communities or at least level fund us. And I think if they level fund us, I think most of the communities will be okay. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed because that's an important issue that none of none of my colleagues in government, uh, at least I've heard them bring it up. I mean, I spoke with Joe Allman from Lincoln, Lincoln. Uh, yep. last week. Yes. And he, he agreed that we need to be level funded or we're going to be in trouble. Well, Mayor Policina, um, as you know, back in before this all really broke, February, March, the state had a deficit that they needed to close by the end of June because July 1st, uh, by law, they have to have a balanced budget. Uh, the, the deficit was $200 million. Have you heard some of the numbers that I've been hearing of where that deficit is right now? No, I, I mean, you hear rumors it's doubled. It's, it's almost three times as yeah, much as it was before. That's what I've heard. I don't know, unless I see the numbers and, and the, okay. you know, the general revenue hasn't been accounted for yet. They usually comes in around May. Uh, so I really don't know, but it can't be, you gotta, you know, you don't have to be a, a, a mathematician, if you will, knowing that, you know, people are not paying taxes through, no. their, their, through their jobs. Right. People are not buying things. They're not no. spending money. They're not, the gas tax, I mean, gas is, is, is the way it was when I was 16 years old. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it, it, so, so they're not paying the gas tax. They're not paying these other taxes. So, you know, where's the money going to come from? Well, and, and is this, this that's money? The number I heard is it's somewhere between. Between six hundred to seven hundred million dollars. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I would not How? be surprised. I, I would not be surprised. I mean, you need a lot of a lot of hail marys for that for those numbers. But as I said, I really think that we we need to be level funded because you can't just throw it on the because if they don't level fund us, basically, and as I said earlier, all taxes are local. So if the general assembly members, the House and Senate members, and you, as you know, John. I spent 12 years as a state senator, yes. so I know how it works. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, have to, you have to take care of your community. Yes. And, you know, and not just, you know, go up there and take pictures and, and have fun. And I'm not saying they do that. No, I understand. But, Mr. Mayor, yeah. you were also ahead of the curve. You were one of the people quoted when they brought up that evergreen legislation and said, if yes. this goes through, you might as well hand the keys right over to the unions because we're not going to have any leverage. So now... That was passed. The cities and towns were against it. You were a mayor that was against it. So now you have a pandemic. Now, as you can imagine, the revenue in the state, the cities and towns is well below what anyone could afford. And the public sector unions, teachers, police, fire, they're sitting there saying, hey, we have a contract. Unless the next contract is better than the current one that we have, everything just continues. Mr. Mayor, this is... To me, one of the major problems, if not the problem, with by they signing that evergreen. Now, it is being challenged in court, being led by former Mayor Angel Tavares. But if that law is allowed to stand up, I I just don't see how the state just doesn't go into bankruptcy. Well, one of the things with that is just so you know, because I'm showing a hang up to say, hey, wait a minute, he didn't even get involved. I did not participate in the lawsuit. I'm going to tell you why. So I, I was the first one that came out and stopped paying for streetlights. I don't know if you yes, remember that. I remember that. Seven, years yep. And when I did, you know, everyone kind of laughed and ha-ha, chuckled and everything. So anyway, we ended up winning. And, you know, it cost me some money for legal fees, but we yep. were going to save it over 10 years plus. And everyone else benefited. And then, when as controversial as it was, when, when we were going to sell water to the Boroughville Power Plant, I had about 30 communities do a letter against Johnson selling water. So when, when they wanted me to go in on this, you know, this lawsuit. So wait a minute, wait a minute. You kind of, First of all, you, you, you kind of skated. I, I called them all Peggy Fleming. So, well, well, so you skated. 
I said, when we, we, you know, we won the streetlights. Now, no city in town has to pay for any streetlights on state roads anymore. That's so we right. saved the money. And then they've got the audacity to put, you know, uh, if you will, town council resolutions against the town of Johnson selling water to the Boroughville Power Plant, which, quite frankly, I, I can see Boroughville being upset. But, you know, other communities that put resolutions in, and then they want me to spend my taxpayers' money. So I said to them, I am not going to participate. Right. And if they win, I win. Sure. Obviously. And I save, obviously I'm saving on the legal expenses. But I think the straw that broke the camel's back with me and with the other communities is the fact when, when you know, when we, they all put resolutions, about 30 resolutions were put in throughout the state. You know, I guess many of the, the green people or the tree huggers got to them. And they put resolutions in that we couldn't sell water. So, okay, no problem. You know, quite frankly, I would not get involved if, if Mayor Bodelli Hunt did something in Woonsocket or if someone did something in North Smithfield or if someone did something in South Kingston. It's none of my business. So that's why, John, I didn't participate. And as I said to them, if, if they win, I win. If right. they lose, I still win by that's saving right. the taxpayers' money. So, you know, it, 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 the Evergreen, I was against that from day one. Yes. I remember meeting with the governor in her office, and I said, Governor, if, if the municipal people are getting it, in, in all fairness, that the uh, the state uh, workers are going to want it. So that, that'll be next. There's no doubt about it. The state, well, the state employees will get that next. I, I know on that one. Should, by the way, John, they should, for fairness, they should not, and I, I, don't, I don't agree with it. I think it's an awful, uh, you know, awful piece of legislation. It is what it is. It's passed. Um, they're going to challenge it. We'll see what happens. But I'm sure the state workers are going to be uh, saying, okay, we want it next. Guaranteed. Yes. No, you're right. Folks, before we let him go, uh, the Mayor Johnson, Mayor Policina. Mr. Mayor, I do want to make mention of someone that I had a privilege of meeting. Um, and he, it's tragic he passed away. And that is uh, Coach Mazula battled with cancer, coach of Johnson, and, and passed away. What a what a legacy. First of all, 61 is such a cruel age. I, it had nothing to do, I don't believe, with with uh, coronavirus. It was He was battling cancer. But, I mean, boy, his sons, what an impact that Coach Mazula had on so many different young men and individuals and families. And he was just a good person. He yeah. was probably one of my better directors. Not probably, he was one of my better directors. And he was just a great guy. As big as he was, he was gentle as a lamb. And I got to tell you, I, I, you know, he was diagnosed last July. And, yeah. and I just, I, I can't believe it. I really, you know, yeah, the, day, the other day when he passed away, the, the firefighters called me right away because they went to the call. And I said, we knew he was pretty sick. As a matter yeah. of fact, last week, I got a call from his son, his younger son. He said, my father wants to talk to you. My father keeps, you know, calling your name. And I got on the phone with him. We kind of went back and forth a little bit. And I said, Danny, please, we love you. Get better. You got to, you know, you got to come back and visit us. And, and just to not have him around, it's just not the same. It's just, it's awful, awful, awful. And, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to get religious with you, John, but I, I tell, I tell my wife all the time, you question God sometimes and you, I shouldn't. But the good, the good people don't make it, and the bad people go on and on and on. I don't understand that. But yeah. Only God knows. Mr. Mayor, a couple other, couple other things. How do you think? That sure. the, how do you think the president's doing? I think he's doing a good job. I really do. I, I quite frankly, though, I think he's gonna, he's, he's gonna limit his uh, press conferences, and, yeah. and he's, you know, I, I know that the press really upsets him. I know that they do. But he's, got, he's got to just kind of tone it down a little bit because, yeah. you know, his, some of his. Uh, his supporters are kind of saying, "Wait a minute, enough is enough." I mean, he's not going to listen to me, but I think he's going to, I think he's doing a great job. I really do. And you know, he's got his hands full, and he's got to listen to the medical people. Though. You're he right. Can't, he can't just pull things out of the sky. He's got that Dr. Fauci and that Dr. Bricks. They're excellent, as well as our the um, 
the gentleman who was the uh, the Surgeon General. That guy's brilliant. Isn't he terrific? He is oh great. He's Rome. He's, he's brilliant. brilliant. He's got to listen to the professionals yes. and stop, you know, because if not, I'm going to be honest with you, if not, he's going to be in trouble in the election. Oh, no, I, mean, I know. And the Vice President has stepped up, Mr. Mayor. Vice President Pence has done a great job. He has the right task force. I would like to see this weekend President Trump go to Camp David and just take a breather. This is like being hit by a meteor. It is no yeah. one, you know, no one is prepared for this. The economy, America's not prepared. No. And the media, they are. It's like chasing right. them and pay, he, he's got to go ahead. Even if he got up there for the first 10 minutes and said, listen, I've got the best medical professionals right. in the world. Yes. They're going to, you know, but keep in mind, I'm going to be be behind all four, 50 states, wherever they need for yep. my administration, they have it. Yes. And then walk off. But he's just, he, he's too much, he's very antagonistic and it's not going to help him. Well. I mean, I'm just speaking. I could be wrong, but it's not going to help him. How do you think the Biden, how do you think the Biden campaign is doing? Well, you know, I got to tell you, I mean, obviously uh, I'm a, a Biden delegate. I'm very concerned for his health now. I yeah. mean, being a nurse. I have to tell you, it's going to be very frightening because if he picks the wrong vice president, that vice president could be the president, and then he or she will get to pick their vice president. So, you know, just like they did with with, with Nixon, you know, years ago, um, it's very concerning. It really is. Uh, He, I watched him the other night on CNN. And that Dr. Gupta was on, yes. and Anderson Cooper, and he was speaking. And they, and I, you know, I read body language, and I think Dr. Gupta was like, "Oh my God," because he just didn't make any sense. So I don't know if his health is is in it, uh, Joe Biden. And I wish him the best. You know, I really do. But I don't think he's he's. I don't think I think he's he's got some issues, and and you can tell by the way he was talking. If you would have. You could probably go on, online and look at the interview, John. It was frightening because if you looked at Anderson Cooper's face and you looked at uh, Sanjay Gupta's face, he just, he was just like, well, you've got to be kidding me. So I, I don't know. I mean, whoever he picks as vice president, my belief is, and I mean, I wish I had all the answers. I'd go pick the winning lottery numbers for tonight. But uh, I, I think that if he does get in, uh, uh, Vice President Biden becomes our president, I don't think he's going to serve over a year, to a year and a half. And... Whoever the vice president is, if you pick somebody with no experience, we are going to be in very, very deep trouble. And the Chinese and the Russians will be licking their chops. That's right. They will be licking. It's it's ironic how the Chinese, we're buying all of our masks and gloves from them, and they give us this disease. And by the way, John, I was talking to a younger person the other day, and I said, you know, I don't think you have to worry about nuclear uh, war anymore. No. They send one missile, we send ten. You got to worry about viruses like they sent over to us. That's right. That's what you got to worry about. A bioweapon. And, and do you feel, Absolutely. I mean, th- this was, Mayor Palestina, I mean, this, by all accounts, our intelligence, it certainly seems like it was a bioweapon from China. Absolutely. Absolutely. They knew what was going on. I think they were upset because of the tariffs they had to pay. And yes. I think they wanted to straighten us out. And they were, you know, it, it's too coincidental how they, how they stocked up on gloves and PPE masks yep. and everything. And, you know, now we're buying it from them. It's, it's frightening. <laughs> how about how about in our trade agreement with them, China slipped in a uh, pandemic clause. Now, how did they know a pandemic was going to come? Right, right. Yeah. And they're evil. Honestly, you know, the people are good people, but the government, they're evil people. The Chinese government, is they're evil. They're all evil. And they, they really want to stop us as Americans as we live today. They want to stop that. And they want to rule the world. And we better... We better wake up and, and, you know, if it's not going to be Trump and it's going to be Biden and whoever he picks for vice president, these people in this country, they better just kind of re- 
realize who's going to take on the Chinese at the most important time, or even the Russians for that matter. Mr. Mayor, just, and again, folks, we're going to let him go in a minute, but I'm enjoying talking to a mayor, Joe Palacino Johnson. Mr. Mayor, um, just going back to Vice President Biden, this isn't a matter, you know, you and I, it's just observation, and I think what's relatable here is we you've noticed i remember years ago years ago you go to visit a relative you haven't seen in a while and then you come away and you're saying wow they're really failing they're slowing down he to me let's face it he he struggles to get through a five minute friendly interview on cnn from his basement this is not 20 cameras and they put the mics in his face he there is I mean, listen, you have a medical background. There just seems to be this something, his health is starting to fail. No, no doubt. I mean, there was another uh, a clip I watched where he was on in his basement on a uh, podium or something, and he wasn't, and his wife had to kind of go up onto the podium. I don't know yes. if you saw that. Yeah, I did. kind of take him off, and, and you know, it's, 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 huh. I believe she's a physician, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. But, I mean, they really shouldn't, if he has a health issue, and I don't know if he does, I mean, it appears that he does then they really should not, it's not fair for him to, to, to allow this man to run because his health is more important. And as yeah. I said, and he's, he's an overall good guy, right. but you don't want to see him, you know, because of, of, of what, what the party wants to do. And as I said, I, I support Joe Biden. I'm a, obviously, I'm, I'm a delegate. I, I, I think he, you know, but now I, I'm, I'm very concerned. I got to tell you, John, I, I can tell you who could be the rock star in the Democratic Party is, is uh, Mario, I'm uh, strike that. Is, Andrew, uh, Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. Oh, well, my God. Oh what, my God, Miss um, Mayor Palacino, uh, uh, two more things. What, what about the fact? And I don't get this. How about the fact? All right. So during a debate with Bernie Sanders, Vice President Biden said, "If I'm the nominee, I'm going to select a woman." He was even asked by someone. Listen, that was pre-pandemic. You've had, as you said, the governor of Newsom of California has rocketed in popularity. You have Governor Cuomo has like become the president of the East Coast. If you're the Biden people, you know, how do you stay with that promise when you have these? So now the choices become basically Stacey Abrams, Elizabeth Warren or Amy Klobuchar. And and there's no one clamoring saying that any of those three, all due respect, but no one is saying those three individuals should be the next president. No, but Stacey Abrams concerns me because, yeah. quite frankly, she, I mean, I know she was created by Oprah Winfrey to run for, for government, but she had yeah. no experience. None. I mean, at least, at least Kamala Harris, she was a prosecutor. True. You know, she's, Good point. She's got, some, she's got some spunk to her and she'll kind of kick butt. But this woman, I mean, last week I saw her on the news, she said, I'd make a great vice president. This was yeah. Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Because I work for nonprofits. Now, I'm a full <laughs> supporter of nonprofits, but come on. <laughs> so, quite frankly, she could be the president, and then uh. if something happens, uh, you know, he picks the vice presidents, and both people would, will be non-elected. So I really would wish that the National Democratic Party would look and say, listen, let's let, you know, draft Andrew Cuomo. I mean, the guy is, you know, he's a rock star. Right he now. is. He, he, that's the guy, I think, who could uh, defeat the president, you know, handedly. But I, I, I don't know if he wants to run. I, quite frankly, I, I think if, if they convince him and... And, and, and if the, the Democratic Party sees fit, you know, I think the Democratic Party just, and I'm a member of the Democratic Party, right. I think that they're just looking at taking Trump out at all costs, but you, you have to have someone that's going to beat him. Yeah. And quite frankly, I don't know if, you know I, don't, I mean... Joe Biden, Vice President Biden, all due respect, uh, Mayor Palestina, I, I just, I don't see him getting through a 90-minute debate against no. President Trump. I, I just, I don't see him getting through a half-hour debate trying to get by no. on President Trump. You know, John, you're 100 percent right. I mean, I pray for the guy, and I, when I see him on television, I'm saying to myself, "Why are they doing this to this yeah. guy? Let him, uh. let him enjoy his life." And, and, and I'm, I'm disappointed somewhat 
and his wife, his wife, who I believe is a physician, I could be wrong, your listeners would know, uh, they used to say, you know what, enough is enough. You know, this is my husband. Yeah. Uh, let's enjoy our lives together. Well, Maybe, obviously, he can have some, he can get some help. But he just looks, quite frankly, confused. And the other thing I don't understand is, I think, I think the Democratic Party sent a message that they're not for the progressive agenda. Right. And yet, Biden is taking on the the progressive agenda, which I think is going to hurt us as Democrats, or hurt him as a Democrat also. Yes. Because the people spoke. They, they rejected Bernie Sanders. Yep. They rejected Elizabeth Warren. That's right. They do not, they don't want, a, they don't want progressive, uh, a progressive, progressive form of government, although I think the progressives must be in their glory now because the government's gotten checks. So. <laughs> well, they are, and that's yeah. the problem. Hey, Mr. Mayor, one last thing, and this was a news item about one of the companies in Johnston, I believe, is it Danielle Prejute or something like that. We had someone mention that there was some kind of an outbreak there with workers. Anything you I can tell us about that? I think that's in Smithfield. Oh, in Smithfield then. Okay. I believe it's Smithfield. All right. I so there's so. Yeah, I think it- Somewhere in the media rep- um, uh, made some kind of. It, this is just came down today. Someone had sent me an email saying there was a company in Johnson. So well, maybe they're right. I, I'm not aware of it, John. I'm not aware of that particular company. To be quite frank with you, we have several thousand businesses. But sure. I, I, I know that there was a meat processing a meat processing plant in Smithfield. In Smithfield. Yes. So okay. I, I'm not sure, and I'm not saying it's not true about Johnson, but I'm, at this point in time, I'm unaware of that. You know what else? One last thing is, and sure, when no people problem. hear about these outbreaks, what people also need to understand, though, is, and I think this was very significant um, with what they, they, in the, if you saw the study, there's so the 400 members of a homeless shelter in Boston, 400, and they tested all 400, 150 tested positive, and none of them showed any symptoms of coronavirus. They were fine. They didn't right. have fever. They didn't have breathing problems. So this business of, I, I think the media, Mr. Mayor, needs to shift away from people are, are going crazy over the number of positives. But I think the, the number that's significant is how many people are ending up in the hospital. That's Correct. really the key number, right? And, and dying. And, and dying. I mean, oh, no question about the dying. But definitely I mean, those two things. Last year was what, 80, 70, 80,000 people died from the flu, regular flu season. And, and, you know, and as I said, if you remember years ago in 2009, we had the H1N1 because I participated uh, with, the, with the meds program giving shots to all the children in the state. I probably gave maybe eight, 900 shots. I went all over the state. So we've had, we've had different, obviously, viruses come by. I don't know. So, you know, someone said to me the other day, an older person said to me the other day, maybe if it wasn't an election year, we wouldn't be hearing all of this. So right. I, well, I looked at her, she, you know, this woman was in her late 70s. Yeah. I said, well, you may have, you may have a point, but, you know, who, who knows? I mean, the media does seem to want to kind of keep it ramped up. Yes. Um, but I'm not, and I'm not saying it's going to be buried. What I'm saying is that you, I think you have to come out and say, especially, unfortunately, you know, one human life that dies is a waste. It's, it's sad. We don't want to lose anybody. Agreed. But but many of the people that have been passing on because of the coronavirus, they have a history of, of a compromised immune system, of respiratory problems, you know, whether it's COPD, chronic bronchitis, asthma, emphysema, uh, you know, which falls under the COPD category. And they, heart disease and diabetes. And sometimes, too, they showed something the other evening. And my wife's a nurse also. We were watching the news. And they said, this is going to be very graphic. And they, would do, they showed a young person they were doing CPR on him, but he probably weighed about 350, 400 pounds. Holy That's cow. Two, no, he was very, very obese. I mean, I'm not the thinnest guy around, but he was pretty obese. And I think that doesn't help, too, because they have a difficult time expanding their lungs. And I'm sure a lung doctor would be able to explain a lot better than me. But 
you know, these people have, you know, it's, don't get me wrong, some people don't have a history, and, and they're just getting caught up in it, but, but the majority of the people that are passing on, unfortunately, they have some form of, uh, of, uh, of uh, history, whether it's a compromised immune system, whether it's lung problems, cardiac problems, or diabetes, they're having issues, and that's sad. I mean, we're losing, we're losing too many Americans, and I think, I think people are going to feel confident. John, you know as well as I do, this is a great country. You know, if they, when they come out with a, with a vaccine and they come out with a treatment, uh, once that happens, I think people are going to feel a little bit more comfortable. Yes. If the governor starts opening up the state, people are going to be reluctant to go out, being in crowds, and I understand why. But I think once we have a vaccine and we have a definitive treatment that if someone does develop the coronavirus, that they can be treated effectively, obviously, in the hospital, even out of the hospital, as, a, as an outpatient visit, they're making sure they're okay. Folks, he runs a great town, and it's a pleasure to speak to him on this Friday. He's uh, t- Johnson Town Mayor, Mayor, Mayor Policina. Mr. Mayor, great to talk to you. Stay safe. Here. My best to your family. We'll talk to you again. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, folks, there it is, Mayor Policina. Uh, and we'll definitely get that interview up uh, on DePetro.com a little bit later. That was some interesting comments he made about the... Um, about the Biden campaign, and he's a Biden delegate. Folks, right now it's one forty-three. The Governor Mundo press briefing is coming up uh, at 2.30 this afternoon. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by K's. K's is open for takeout. Delicious sandwiches. They have your name on it. Soups, sandwiches. It is incredible. Uh, and you'll feel good getting some of that delicious food from K's. You'll feel normal. You can call them. As a matter of fact, I'm, let me give out their number. They have been updating their Facebook page, and I think it's just brilliant what they've been putting out. And David, his message, a case, we're all in this together, I think is um, just been terrific. And I'm uh, thinking the, the best boy, I miss shooting there for a sandwich in the afternoon. For Kay's, let's see, today's special. Uh, let's see, prime rib, baked stuffed shrimp. American Chop Stewie, Chicken Noodle Soup. Uh, you can call Case 401-762-9675. 401-762-9675. I'm going to share it right now on my Facebook page. So the specials are open at Case. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Boy, that was very uh, interesting with Mayor Policina. Very anxious later to get that posted on DePietro.com. And I'm going to... Uh, carve it up a little bit, especially the parts talking about Vice President Biden. And also, boy, he's he's convinced that this was a bioweapon launched from China. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by MEGA, M-E-G-A Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300 for MEGA Logistics. If you have freight if you need freight or goods, your business, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, supply chain management, routing. If you need bill auditing or customer developing, developing proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, folks, it's MEGA Logistics. Call them today. They are terrific. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 431 401 431-2300 for MEGA 
Logistics. Now, I'm going to give you the latest news. Again, Governor Mundo press briefing coming up. Go to the website, petro.com You can read. We have exclusive content up there. I am going to get the Mayor Palacina story up there as well. I thought there was some very interesting comments. A lot more ahead on this Friday on the John DePietro Show. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. 294-2400. A Rhode Island family business since 1986. Folks, there is our friend Steve, who's doing a fantastic job. Now, remember, you can always email me if you have a question for Governor Mundo or, or for Dr. Scott or you want asked at the briefing. I like to help people. I know I'm getting some uh, questions from people. Ask the governor about constitutionally. Folks, they're not going to address that. This is a crisis. I'm not saying you're wrong. There's time and place. A lot of the questions that I want to ask Governor Mundo, unfortunately, I can't do it until they loosen the restrictions on May 8th and allow the media back in the room. Now, many of you know, and I may uh, put this out again, I, I, I don't like the situation with Governor Mundo and that we're under right now. It's not effective. It's not an effective way for the press to get the type of information we need. Uh, but for now, until she loosens the restrictions, she's come this far and she has a huge high approval rating. She's not changing anything. Not when, when you have that kind of approval. If she was below 50%, it'd be one thing. But they feel that the people are with her. She's not changing anything. Now, the White House, they are definitely under attack right now. The president, now they're saying don't drink the bleach. Uh, the president misspoke a little bit last night. Uh, let's see how they handle that. I'm also seeing a headline. Biden predicts President Trump will try to postpone the election. I, I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um he has predicted that President Trump will try to postpone the election in uh, November in an attempt to win. Biden said, mark my words, I think he's going to try to kick back the election somehow, come up with a rational why it can't be held. He said that on an online fundraiser. The only way he thinks he can possibly win. Now, see, I, I disagree. I would, I would say you want to have the election before the Democrat Party changes their mind. And goes with someone outside of Biden. I think it's too bad we can't have the election tomorrow. So some other recent headlines, 13 more dead, uh, 437 new COVID cases. I don't know if we're going to find out why Governor Mundo, the press briefing, maybe it has to do with um, some kind of a conference call she had to be on. We don't know. I haven't heard that as of yet. We'll try to learn, but it was scheduled. It's not your imagination. And then they made a point that they make a point to say it's going to be every day at this time. Um, President Trump says a remark about heat, light, disinfection were sarcastic. All right, let me hear. This is uh, President Trump speaking just a short time ago. And I was asking you, Here we go. Can I ask you the question sarcastically to reporters like you just to see what would happen? Now, disinfectant for doing this, maybe on the hands would work. And I was asking the question of the gentleman who was there yesterday, Bill, because when they say that something will last three or four hours or six hours, but if the sun is out or if they use disinfectant, it goes away in less than a minute. Did you hear about this yesterday? But I was asking a sarcastic and a very sarcastic question to the reporters in the room. All right. Well, I'm glad that the president has kind of walked that back. Um, That was certainly... um, 
Well, and you know, it's interesting. Right below the president saying that on Twitter, let Windex disinfect cleaner, help protect your home, kills germs. So um, let me also just see the president saying the Postal Service is a joke. So we authorized in the last CARE Act uh, over $10 billion of a loan. Uh, My team is already actively working on that with the Postal Service if they need the money. And we're we're dealing with that. The Postal Service is a joke. Because they're handing out packages for Amazon and other Internet companies. And every time they bring a package, they lose money on it. So Amazon and other internet companies and delivery companies are dropping all of their, not all of them, but a big portion of packages and whatever else they're doing into a post office. And the post office is supposed to deliver the packages and they lose a lot of money. The post office should raise the price of a package by approximately four times because they don't raise them. For some reason, these people have been in there a long time. But for some reason, they're very cozy with some of these companies and they don't raise the price of a package. And if they raise the price of a package like they should four or five times, that's what it should be. Or let Amazon build their own post office, which would be an impossible thing to do because the post office is massive and serves every little piece of the country. You know, he's not wrong on that. Uh, as we are, as I think many of you know, my God, the Postal Service, it's, it's ridiculous right now. Um, let's see. So the president saying he was being sarcastic, used disinfectants, could maybe kill inside the body. And now it's taking off. You have Nancy Pelosi saying the president's asking people to inject Lysol into their wounds. Approach. It's a clear, visible within 24 hours of how the Republicans reject science and reject governance. If you don't believe in science, you don't believe in governance, that's their approach. And we do not. We don't want any more government that we need, but we know that governance has a role. And we know that science has a role. And without science in our decision making, uh, we are not going to be on a very successful path. So what do we do yesterday we so that's uh house speaker nancy pelosi folks it's john DePietro on this friday and i want to remind you again a company that i am so impressed with is sole source restoration so listen to i did speak with uh mike seepy of sole source restoration and they are just incredible what they can do it's john DePietro, and there's nothing more important than cleaning your home your business a school any type of building you need sole source restoration a Rhode Island-based company, and it's Soul, S-O-L-E, like the soul of your shoe, Soul Source Restoration. Call them today at 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. You know, Soul Source Restoration, folks, they are one of the few companies in the entire country have the type of equipment experience that you need. As far as residential, is there anything more important than making sure your home is absolutely clean from viruses for your family, for your friends, for yourself? Sole source restoration, same for your business. They have the expertise, the type of equipment that you need to get through this crisis.
We spoke with Mike C.P. of Soul Source Restoration, and I asked him about just that very thing, the microthermal fogging and electrostatic spraying equipment that makes Soul Source Restoration different than every other company. We're a full-service restoration company, as you know, John. We've been in it about 15 years now, and with this coronavirus that has changed our world for the time being, we found a unique way to provide a true 99.9% disinfectant service. Mike, Soul Source Restoration, and again, folks, it's S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. What is, what would you say, what is the goal? What is the goal of the company? Our main goal is to utilize our services to keep essential and non-essential businesses safe, protecting both employees and customers. And with Soul Source Restoration, what is the difference equipment that you use that probably is different than any other company certainly in rhode island right now but the way i understand it i've heard you're one of only six companies in the entire country that have the type of equipment that you have we utilize cdc approved hospital grade disinfectant enhanced with sporocyte and viricide that we atomize by means of microthermal foggers these microthermal foggers break down the disinfectant to three to five micron which is basically a fancy word for a micromillimeter this allows the disinfectant to saturate air particles and cover all surface material giving you a true 99.9 percent kilovolt pathogens you know, Mike, right now, someone is listening saying, John DiPietro, this does sound fine. Mike CP, Soul Service Restoration, it sounds fine. But I already have a janitorial or cleaning company, and, and they tell me that, that they think they can get rid of the coronavirus. These old methods leave a lot of room for human error, utilizing older equipment that doesn't break down the disinfectant in a way that's going to kill the coronavirus. Mike, with Soul Source Restoration, now you have the country is in pandemic. Everyone is freaked. We are seeing death about the coronavirus. What right now is the biggest challenge for a company like yours that has the capability for a coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service? Our biggest challenge, John, is educating the public that what we're doing is very different from janitorial and normal restoration companies whose conventional methods of cleaning mainly comprise of mops, buckets, spray bottles, and kettle pot foggers. Don't take any chances. Call Soul Source Restoration today. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Call them at 401-712-2700. 401 712 2700 they have the equipment that you need they will fully clean your home your property your office your school whether it's any type of business you heard cdc approved environmentally and pet friendly they have the protective equipment they have the type of equipment that you need don't take any chances a rhode island based company and they're in a league of their own with the type of resources they have to fully disinfect your property from the coronavirus. Soul Source Restoration. Call them today. Home or business. 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. It's Soul Source Restoration. Coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Again, look for them online. SoulSourceRestoration.com. 
And folks, right now at 1257, it's John DePietro and something very significant. Um, it's John DePietro. Uh, good afternoon, everybody on Facebook Live. Governor Armando press briefing coming up at 1230. Something to watch. And there's, you know, I've just become uh, such a fan of, of Channel 12 in there. Channel 12, WPRI, they they have just emerged. They They have picked up. In many ways, picked up the slack where the Providence Journal was. They go above and beyond. They have a team of reporters. That's who I watch. Uh, I, and I know people at Channel 10, and Channel 10 does a good job. But Channel 12, one of the people they have is this Eli Sherman. We had him on last week. I think I'm going to have him on next week. But one of the things he mentioned is that uh, the White House's state should see 14 days of declining cases start reopening. Rhode Island set a new case record today, 14 days before the stay-at-home order. So now Governor Mundo is still looking, is still aiming for May 8th, but is looking at other metrics as well. So daily new cases need to start trending downward if the governor wants to reopen the economy on May 8th while following the advice of the White House. So this is something, I don't think she's going to say anything about it today. And again, the uh, go to the website, to petro.com. You can contact me there. But for those that would like to see us reopen on May 8th, it needs to be 14 days straight. And the numbers Rhode Island are certainly not going down yet. So May 8th, next Friday is May 1st, and two weeks from today is May 8th. So the element of Rhode Island reopening on May 8th, the stay-at-home order ending, I'm not convinced that's going to happen. Listen, folks, it's John DePietro. I will be doing a Facebook Live tonight. I want to thank Jeff Kamach and everyone. Uh, This portion of the show brought to you by K's. Order delicious takeout from K's. Support them. They're terrific. Um, Remember, go to the website, depietro.com. We'll have the the, uh, Policina interview posted and a lot more. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. Stay safe. I will be online this weekend. I cover those Ramundo's press briefings. So stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news again, everyone. Listen, stay safe. Enjoy your weekend. Get some rest. But I will be on Facebook uh, tonight and possibly over the weekend. But go to the website, depietro.com. I'm constantly updating parts of the story. Stay tuned. But great job by Jeff and everybody. Stay tuned. John Dion is next. Support all our sponsors. Happy Friday.